0: The number you have reached, nine one one, has been changed to a non-published number.
1: You're listening to UCW
2: Radio. In your face. Good. Welcome to another segment of the UCW Radio Show. This is your host Lou, AKA Falcon Coparis, and I want to thank all of our listeners for the uh, continued support. Uh, we appreciate it. We have some great guests coming on the show, and you know, I'm proud to be able to uh, provide the platform for them to uh, tell their stories because our listeners, we're getting great feedback, and I love it. We're getting great feedback for um, for the shows that we're having, and we're, we're just ramping up. We're increasing syndication. We're trying to do a lot of different things, and some stuff uh, I really can't speak about, because, uh, you know, they haven't, uh, well, we haven't come to terms yet. So uh, we're kind of under restrictions of talking about it. But the one thing that I can talk about today before we get into, um, into before we bring our guests on the show, is that as of this morning, we are the official group. The UCW Radio Show, the UCW Radio, we're going to be hosting the Ultimate Body Radio Show. Now, it's exciting because the Ultimate Body Radio Show is connected to the Ultimate Body Television Reality Show. Which is uh, created by David Lyons. You know he's the producer of uh, Hog Heaven and Creepers. And then also in this project, which is pretty good, which is pretty cool, I think, is that you have Lauren Alvarez. She's from Meet the Folks, The Surreal Life, The Osbornes. She produced these shows. So if you think uh, those shows were interesting, what do you think's going to happen here? You, you know, you're going to have, uh, I think, between 23, 26 people in, in a house competing for the ultimate body. And it's not a bad deal because you see these reality shows out there that really are are ridiculous. And, uh, but you see a lot of these reality show people that go, well, people that go on the reality shows, all of a sudden they become, you know, reality show stars they are touring around, they are making money. Uh, well, guess what? This is your opportunity to be that person, but... For, for a better cause, for something better for yourself, because you can actually build a career on this. If you go on the show, you compete, you win. First of all, you have the opportunity of making, uh, well, make about fifty grand. Plus, you get some travel uh, packages. Uh, you get to meet uh, Bob Cicciarello, Rich Gasparri, Marcia Prince, and uh, Mr. Universe Doug Burns. Of course, you get to meet all the producers and everything, and at some point, probably way in the beginning, you get to meet me. Hey, how do you like that? Um, So, a lot of great things are happening uh, with that, and we're really excited about it. But I need to let you know that there is an open casting uh, call for the show. And that's going to be held on Saturday, October 17th, from 11 in the morning till 6 at night. And that's going to happen at the Ramada Orlando Celebration Resort and Convention Center. And I, let me just give you additional information with that so that we're on the same page because I do think uh, this is an awesome opportunity for anyone that really wanted to get on a, on, a, on a real reality show and do something great. Uh, you know, you see The Biggest Loser, you see, you know, these reality shows that are doing good for people. This Ultimate Body, this is the first time first time in history that a person see cuz if you get involved in bodybuilding you will not the chances of you making money or doing or getting the the recognition for doing what you're doing on the amateur level is probably very slim to none it's only when you start going national you start getting, you start getting recognition you start getting endorsement deals and things of that nature okay on this level you compete. You're being trained. You have a professional trainer training you. You have you have a chiropractor. You have a doctor. You have a medical staff. You have you're getting vitamins for free. You're being fed this stuff. You you get free food and you have somewhere to live for for um, for X amount of weeks. I think it's about eight or ten weeks, something of that nature. So it, it becomes very interesting and it's a it's a good opportunity and and you know for those that are 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 in the show you're gonna start getting publicity as you're going along. the winner you get fifty grand you get a spread in Muscle mag international okay not a bad deal, not a bad deal to become famous. As as an amateur bodybuilder, but you can actually go and do greater things and probably get movie roles. I mean, things have happened. We've had reality show stars on the show before on our show, on the UCW radio show, that are touring the country. And they're they're getting paid very well for their appearances. So this is your opportunity. If you want to be a reality show star, here you go. Give it a shot. The Ultimate Body uh, TV Reality Show, the website to get the information, uh, go to ultimate, the Ultimate Body TV Show.com. That's the Ultimate Body TV show.com. And let me finish giving you that address uh, it's the um, It's the uh, Ramada Orlando Celebration Resort and Convention Center. That's located at 635 West Erlo Bronson Highway. That's Kissimmee, Florida. 34747. Uh, and you can go to the site and get the phone number and and get all that other information if you want to get involved with it i think it's i personally think it's a great opportunity uh... we wouldn't attach ourselves to the ultimate body if we didn't see it having the potential of longevity just like you see uh... you know big brother uh... biggest loser uh... this reality show that reality show um, the good ones you know they have longevity I think Big brother was uh you know was going on uh what uh 11 seasons okay and this and this right here the ultimate body this is the first season so you have a chance to do something for the first time okay and there can never be a first time to get in, on the show so this is your opportunity to do that and i think it's a great opportunity and uh and that's about it uh you have as i said rich Gaspari, bob cicciarello marcia prince doug burns you have great producers, and uh, we're going to be uh, doing the radio show, so you'll get updates on UCW Radio on what's going on. We're going to have interviews with uh, with some of the cast, crew, and people that, you know, just as we move along and give updates and the whole nine yards. So uh, the show is getting an enormous amount, amount of support from the bodybuilding community, and it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Now uh, I need to let uh, our – I need to let – sponsors advertisers marketers people of that nature that want to tie in to the ucw radio show there's no better time than now we have a lot of things going on the ultimate body tv show while we have that going on we're going to be doing a radio show we have a couple of the projects that are lining up right now and we will be announcing that shortly we can't announce it now but trust me it's, it's pretty impressive, I think. And we have a lot of things going on. So you can go to ucwmagazine.com and find out how you can tie in to the UCW radio show as we continue to grow syndication and do these special little things that will get us, uh, well, a lot of exposure, which for a sponsor of the show is not a bad thing. And in just a little while, we're going to have um, a, a lady on the show. She's done some amazing things, but you won't see her on television. You won't see her on the cover of a magazine. She works behind the scenes. She actually produces the concerts, the concerts that you go to, whether it be for a fundraiser, benefit, even private concerts, that you see um, the performers on there doing their thing, and you see the end result. This is the lady that does the stuff beforehand which I find to be very interesting because to see the the, the journey of the person that's working behind the curtain, the great odds behind the curtain making everything happen, to me is interesting. It's like, you know, you drive a car, you get in a car, hey, you know, you turn the key, you drive, right? But have you ever been curious on how the car runs? What's going on with the engine? You know, what what happened there? I know I am. You know, so this is what we're bringing uh, to you today. And, uh, again, uh, oh, one, one, one other thing that I need to mention before I continue. Uh, be, any of our listeners, if they are in the Atlanta area or on the outskirts of the Atlanta area, uh, on September 17th, you have a unique opportunity to be a part of a red carpet event. And so make it down to the, uh, Call My Theater, I don't know the exact location, but it's a red carpet event for Lynch Mob, the movie that's being, uh, released on Friday, but they're having the red carpet event on Thursday, the 17th, okay, and it's gonna be a unique situation because you have, uh, you have Rachel and Scott Stamper, they are, uh, great producers, they're great writers, screenwriters, and they, uh, this is their project, and you also have, um, the director is going to be there. You have uh, Tony Darrow from The Sopranos and Goodfellas fame. And you have, I think Keith Sweat Sweat's going to be there. And a few other Atlanta celebrities are going to be around. So it gets a little interesting. And this is a unique opportunity for any of our listeners that are in the area because these people that are going to be there, uh, they came together for a project that uh, that really wasn't money-generating. It was money expenditure in, 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 in the beginning, uh, and now it was a labor of love. That's what it comes down to, and they did it, got done, and now they're they're moving on to uh, to releasing the movie, and it's gonna be it's gonna be released in about a hundred plus theaters, uh, Carmike theaters, so that is very interesting, and I think that is fantastic. So if you have a chance, go down and see them, take pictures, you have photo ops, get their autographs, so on and so forth. You know. Um, because I doubt that you're going to have this opportunity in six months to a year to meet a lot of these great people and actually, uh, you know, take a picture with the uh, the screenwriters and the director and everything because they are, they are on their way up. Uh, the official website for the movie is lynchmobmovie.com. Check it out. And trust me, you won't be disappointed. Uh, the movie seems to be fantastic. Now, I have to let our listeners know something else that if you want to get in touch with us you can do so if you have a question or comment or something of that nature for any of our guests feel free to call us and we'll pose the question to our guest. just go to ucwmagazine.com and you'll see who we who we're going to have on the show and again it's a good way for you to be a part of the show and we encourage our listeners to be a part of the show and so just just feel free to call uh the number is 323 323- that's 323 952-4369 so give us a call and uh, we want to hear from you and again I did mention the sponsorship opportunities I have to mention it again because I think it's so important because I know the UCW radio show you know where we're going and this is just a great opportunity for sponsors that want to tie in to the UCW radio show to do it now as opposed to waiting till later on, uh, because we're into relationship building, and this is the opportunity to build that relationship, um, and that's why I, I brought it up again. Uh, the website is ucwmagazine.com, and if you're on Twitter, you can shoot me out some questions, or comments, things of that nature. Uh, my Twitter name is Lewis Velasquez. That's L-O-U-I-S-V-E-L-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z. So follow me and. Uh, tweet away now without further ado let's patch in the woman behind the scenes the lady that makes the events happen for fundraisers and for for special events when you see these celebrities these these uh, singers on stage performing you ever wonder why hey how'd they get there and how did everything look so nice how did everything go off so nicely well she's the one that puts it all together and she has worked for some of the best she is from starlink Productions, and this is Katrina (laughs) Berg-Sussmeyer. Katrina, it's great to have you on the UCW radio show. Thanks for being with us this morning. Uh, It's great to have you here.
0: Lou, thanks. It's good to be here.
2: Oh, excellent. Uh, We always appreciate the time that our guests put aside. Uh, You're you're, or the time zone is different uh, for me and you at this point because I'm in travel mode, but that's okay. We still do the show, and doesn't much matter. <laughs> uh, okay, Christina, I want to I want to give uh, our listeners just some broad strokes on on who you are, in case they're not familiar with you. Um, you've been producing concerts since about '91. Uh, exactly. Huh? Yeah, you worked with some some of the greats, such as Tony Bennett, uh, Stevie Wonder, James Earl Jones, Brian McKnight, and the late great Gregory Hines. Uh, and you and I were speaking about that before. You know, great guy. I mean, I had the pleasure of meeting him, um, and he was just a sweetheart. You know, uh, God rest his soul. But uh, you've accomplished a lot of things in in your career and your life. And what I want to do, I want to talk about your journey to this point, because that is what is of interest to me, and that's what our listeners want to hear. So why don't you tell me, how how did you get involved in the, in the entertainment industry? Because that's basically what you're doing.
0: Yeah, oh, it's absolutely what I'm doing. I'm in the entertainment business, and, and it is a, a funny story, like any story starts. It's a funny story, and this is how it started. I was in administration my whole career in medical and other businesses. Um, you know, basically glorified secretary running things. And um, I became a groupie. <laughs> I started for a certain uh, artist I won't name, and I started waiting by <laughs> stage doors. I, I wasn't a successful groupie if you're thinking about the end result, but I I got to know him and his family and. Uh, got to be friends and, and I got to be, uh, at some point, a personal assistant. Uh-huh. And then I became his tour manager. Um, I don't want to really say who that was because it kind of embarrasses him. No, that's okay. um, because of the groupie part. Yeah, you're an amazing person. Yeah, yeah. He was, was a, he's a legend though and it was, it was great. Um, after I became his tour manager, got a little too involved in his life and backed off, um, from there, I started working for a company in the Bay Area here of California, um, south of San Francisco, uh, that, that booked and produced, uh, fundraisers. Okay. And I stayed with him for two years, and it seemed like about ten years. He was a very dishonest person, and, uh, we always had to field subpoenas and sheriffs coming by to <laughs> serve, and he was always ripping people off, and oh, I just God. couldn't Two, two years was about as long as I could take, and I thought, I could do this so much better. You know, I, I, yeah, I never well, wanted to be self employed. but uh, uh, Avoiding
2: jail is always a good thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it really was. You know, it was very stressful, and, and people would get fired because this guy would steal their money. And, you know, he'd, he'd say things like, Hey, Paul McCart I talked to Paul McCartney this morning, and oh, he's real excited to do your job. You've got to send 10,000 more, and he'll hold the date for you. And this guy'd just be, you know, snorting it.
1: Oh, that's, that's uh, yeah,
0: it was horrible bad. and I it was very stressful and I just thought I could do this better. I could serve these people better. So I opened Starlink in, uh, 98 mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, started doing basically just fundraisers and I've branched out from there. But I, I'm very honest. I feel good about what I do. I make people money, whether it's United Negro College Fund or American Lung Association or a hospital in Toledo or, you know, anybody. I I help them make money, and we branched out from there to do, you know, promotions and and independent concerts around the world.
2: But you know what I find interesting, and, and, you know, whenever we have a guest on the show, uh, people, I mean, anyone that we have on the show, they've accomplished great things in their lives, even in, in their own, you know, immediate life. You know, you went from... Being uh, as you said, but forget about the groupy stuff. But you went from working for, for for a company, and you went through some rough times. So you kind of like got all that. You, you got a you got a quick lesson on how not to do business.
0: Exactly,
2: ugly, exactly. Okay. Yeah, and and thus avoiding having the issues that uh, your former employer had. So. You know you you learned all that, you went through all that all that nonsense, and you you for, you for yourself, you said, "Wow, you know what? yeah, you can do it better than he can, but more importantly, you, you can do honest business and still make money I mean it, there's, there's nothing wrong with making money, but you know being right. uh, being honest is always a, always a good way to go, I think
0: yeah, yeah I feel proud of myself. I don't feel huh. afraid somebody's going to catch me at something. I don't feel oh, I mean, he never talked to Paul McCartney. Never, he couldn't get Paul McCartney on the phone, you know. And, and I I couldn't live afraid like that. I I'm proud of the work I do, and I actually he people.
2: he probably met Paul McCartney. It could have been the guy around the corner, maybe
0: <laughs> Paul McCartney at the Dodge dealership that morning.
2: Yeah, that's the guy that's picking the garbage at the can. All right, that guy. <laughs> he did speak to him, yes.
0: <laughs> actually, you know that the one I'm what I'm talking about here, Paul McCartney actually sued this guy and one other artist too. For involving him on a scam that the guy ended up getting sued on, oh. so Paul McCartney's uh, manager and I can't remember who else's manager this has been in '97, '98 actually sued this guy and went to court and testified against him.
2: Wow, that, that's horrible. So, See, that's a horrible thing because in, in the, your line of business, if you're if you're booking, if you're looking to book an artist and you're not really, you don't book them and you're doing all that stuff, you're you're basically causing damage to people that you don't know. So why, why are you going to do that? To go and, and rob money from somebody? That doesn't make any sense.
0: Talk about bad karma, I know. Yeah. And, okay. and it screws you over in the entertainment business. I had to start off my business by calling and saying, yes, I was an ex, but I got away. You know, at the first opportunity, I want you to know I'm honest and da-da-da-da-da. Right. And, and people appreciate, agents and managers appreciated me calling and saying, oh, I'm glad you distanced yourself because I remembered you from when you worked with X." And we wouldn't have wanted to do business with you. So.
2: Oh, but that's good. Is it you know, honesty is the best policy. You know. Oh, it's
0: so much easier, isn't
2: yeah. it? Yeah. No, without <laughs> so it. So it's less
0: to remember. <laughs>
2: well, you well, you put your head uh, on the pillow at night. You go to sleep, and as long as you know you try to do your best for people, that's all that matters. Right. You know, like with, with anything. So now, Starlink Productions, you guys, uh, you you produce concerts, you you do all this stuff. You know, tell us everything that you do because I, I found it interesting because when we first uh when we first got in touch, uh it was for on, on another premise, and uh-huh. but then when you know when we found out what it is that you did, it became more interesting that the other that the other uh, premise didn't even matter. It was more about what you guys do that mattered. Uh, right you know because we're uh, not
0: agents we're not um i do manage a couple of of smaller acts that mm-hmm. you know doesn't really matter and that's not what we're here to talk about but we're not agents like an agency and we're not middle agents uh we don't mark up um uh talent we uh we book and produce we're really good as far as uh relationships with agencies and managers um and we have uh we just, we grease easy in the entertainment business that way. Uh, so what people will do, they'll go to our website and fill out the, the, uh, information request form or they can email or they can call. Mm-hmm. What we need to know from them is, that where's your event? Do you have a venue set up? Uh, city, date, uh, how much money do you have to spend on talent? And, and oh, let me backtrack a little bit on that. On our site we have budget information. Mm-hmm. So you can establish a budget so you can figure out. We have a, a handout. All these things are free on our site. A handout that says production expenses. And it's things people never think about. They'll call me and say, Hey, we have $500. Who can we get? I'm like, you can't even fly anybody to your, <laughs> yeah, <man.
1: laughs> you
0: know, you have to think about air, airfare. If you want a whole band, you have maybe 35, 40 people. If it's a bigger band, you know, with a tour manager and the, the private nurse and the people, That most every John and Jane Doe don't think about. Um, it talks about, uh, hospitality. They're gonna want food and drink at X number of times. It talks about, uh, insurance and, uh, backline, which is amplifiers and microphones and pianos and drum kits and there's all that on top of the artist's Mm feet. So, uh, so we have all those helpful things on our site to help plan a budget so we'll ask your budget how much do you want to spend just on talent I'm not talking on air mm-hmm. I'm not talking on anything else
1: yes yeah, so this marketing
0: anything
2: yeah, this is minus your, your, the, the airline to fly the people down there to put them up in a hotel to put food in their stomach and so on and so forth. I mean, right, I mean, right, yes. And this, I mean, obviously, there's a whole bunch more beyond that that has to do with the event and whoever, whoever has the event and whatever they're doing. But you give everyone this information, that so it makes it easier for them to figure out what they what they can do and they can't do.
0: Right, right, and hopefully, I don't want anybody. And this comes from the working for that ex guy before too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want anyone to be surprised. I don't want anyone to have a bill at the end of this and say, uh-oh, we didn't expect this. I want everybody to know ahead of time, okay, before we get into this, before you sign anything, remember there's this, this, and this, and that's the goal of having all that information up on our site. Right. Um, so I ask the budget. um, I'll ask the date, the venue, uh, the genre. What genre or genres? Do you want rock? Do you want classic rock, country, comedy? What do you want? You know, and uh, we'll get them a list, a custom list of of who's in their budget and their genres. And then they can, if they have committee meetings or whoever the decision makers are, they can come back to me with a wish list. I can get, you know, up to 25 availabilities, um, qu- exact quotes for their date, for you know, in, in the routing. Another way I can do things is give me your zip code and your date, and I'll tell you who's coming through, and we'll try to tag on that tour. Okay, um, I mean, that so saves them money. We might not to. have to pay air, right? Right. right.
1: Ah, good thinking. I could, so, so thinking? we
0: try I to like we it. try to get things as cheap as possible for our clients because we live on repeat business, and if you do well, we do well. So.
2: Right. But now you you put everything together from from A to Z. You know, from you know exactly. I mean, you you actually produce the concert. You produce actually, and
0: we're. One thing about producing a concert I've noticed when I've worked with other company, like a local company, they want there to produce because they've always been there before and then they bring a big act in, they have me, and the first year they have their little local company that did Tommy the Magician the year before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other people I've ever worked with from other companies disappear. Oh, I don't want to be in their way. or I don't want whatever their excuse is, they disappear and they go have a drink or whatever, get their hair done. Mm-hmm. I'm right there in case there's a problem. I'm always in the way. Sometimes people think, what is she doing just sitting there? Because I've got uh, two big binders full of all this, the riders and everything that's supposed to be going on and the time frames and mm-hmm. the drop times. and the I know when everything's going to happen and I'm just there oh, making sure these things happen. And I'd, that's a lot of sitting and reading. Mm. But... But I'm right there. If anything happens, I'm right there, and I jump on it and fix it. And and even someone told me from John Fogarty's band, um, his tour manager told me last May, he says, I can't believe what it – I forgot what it was like to work with someone who really cares what the show was about.
1: And And I said, well, that's
0: nice. Thank you. And I I know that most people do just disappear. And, hey, too bad. There's not enough people. You asked for 20 people to help you unload, and there's five? Oh, well. I don't know. what You better get it done. I paid you. And I'm not that way at all i'm let's make everybody happy. let's get it done right.
2: Well, that's the right way to do business and, yeah. and the thing like uh, the thing that i find and I'm just gonna backtrack a little bit. the thing that I find interesting yeah. about your your journey is that i mean you went through some adversity you went through i mean your your uh your past uh employment and but you instead of quitting the business. You made it, you you made it a point to say, "Okay, yeah, I can do this so it wasn't just you starting this company, starting productions to make every you know to to get involved in the entertainment industry that's one thing that's one thing that I mean that's hard enough to deal with, but you also had to deal with the fact that now there was a stigma surrounding you for what you were associated with, so now that made things a little like a little hurdle to get over to even get things going in the right direction you know and and i find that i find that great that you that you were able to uh hurdle over that adversity and and build uh build a great company that you have um, yeah
0: i could just see how how it was supposed to be done and how i could do it if i wasn't being held back by all the lies and things and and how you know it, it it's a, any job is great when you know you're doing it right and when everybody's happy mm-hmm. and any job is great right so <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, but but you know something, I, I think that you you love what you do. Absolutely. And now that that's what that's the difference because when you love what you do, it goes from being a job or, or running a business to now. Yeah, you're running a business, but it's not like you. you it, it's a lot of hard work, but it's gratifying because you love what you do. So it becomes work, but not work. It, you know. Yeah, I mean, I—that's how I feel about things that I enjoy doing. You may you do it as a business, but if you enjoy doing it, it's even that much more satisfying because you, you don't have this uh, thing inside you like, oh God, I have to go to the office today and deal with this. You, you oh know. yeah,
0: you know what they say—if you know—if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life.
1: That, well, I don't
0: know if I would take it all that way because I do work. Yeah. <laughs> Some days I feel like, oh my God, I'm working. But yeah. it's, it, like you said, it's a labor of love. It just, right. it's so great. I'll tell you, the happiest I think I've ever been, and I, I think it was because I reme- I knew at the moment I was the happiest I could be in my life. It was right after the September 11th. Mm-hmm. I was on one of the first flights out right after the Bin Laden family out of the country. Oh, <laughs> I wow. think I was on that next flight after them. Um, and terrified, going from, uh, you know, we were all scared on our first flight after, but this was a few days after. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, leaving from San Jose here in the Bay Area to uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. So plenty of gas to turn around and hit into the Golden Gate is what I was thinking. Right. Yeah. You know, I just, and everybody on the plane was thinking that.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, at, we'll that take t- a at that time, you know, that was running through everyone's mind. You know, I was in New York when when everything happened, and I, oh, no. I, I you know, so it's like a horrible thing uh, to to see. You know, and for me, you know, at that time, I saw, you know, hundreds if not thousands of people going over the the bridge with soot all over them. It was a, really a horrible. Oh thing. yeah, horrible. But, but to get on a plane immediately after that, just even watching it on TV has yeah, got to be rough.
0: Oh, I can tell you, and this is kind of funny, and, and, you know, it's horrid, it, against a tragedy, but it was kind of, even at the time, we kind of went, ha-ha, <laughs> and that was the end of the laughing. But I remember, especially the men on the plane, where two of them, I remember, asked the stewardess what the limit of alcohol we could drink <laughs> was. <laughs> how many, how many drinks could we buy? We were all scared to death, but I got on the plane because I had a gig with Lou Rawls in West Palm Beach for the American Lung Association. Mm-hmm. Got there, you know, just stressed, just a lot of stress on top of being in in a horrible, humid, hot place in September. Um, And uh, Lou, Lou was the greatest guy. He was just the nicest, most wonderful guy. Um, Great to see him, so happy, hugged to see each other again because we'd worked together on United Negro College Fund Mm -hmm. um, and other gigs in the past. Glad you made it safe. Yeah, I'm glad you made it safe. And, you know, we had a great... I was sitting backstage during his performance, just just stage right, just sitting right there at the curtain, mm-hmm. watching him sing. And he was looking back and laughing and and um, making kind of jokes while he was singing. Cause he had, we were just all so scared and nervous and freaked out because, it, you know, it just had happened. Right. And, um, so we were kind of laughing a little too much and he kept looking back and making jokes during the song and laughing like he'd change a lyric or two and look at me and laugh and, and that little constant wink he had that probably was an indication of the brain tumor he died of, but it was just always that little mannerism he had and, um, it was just laughing. I remember thinking, you know what? This is my, co- I did this. Mm-hmm. This is all my work. Mm-hmm. And I don't usually think that while it's going on. Look at this. This is, this is all my stuff. This is, there is nothing, there is nothing better than this. We're all happy. We're all laughing. We're all safe. We're all, it just, it is just the best moment. And I remember being so conscious of that being just after September 11th. And I, I think all night long we were just so happy and, and we had a meet and greet afterwards, which is, of course, something else I do. i I make sure the meet and greet after the concert is fine, And I think Lou's tour manager said no more than fifty people. Mm-hmm. Lou went on. I remember uh, the tour manager counted off fifty and gave me a like a um umpire that's all that's you know safe, mm-hmm. kind of a hand thing. that's all no more. And so somebody had shaken Lou's hand, and I said, okay Lou, so and so I can't remember his name." said we're done he goes no 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 come on let them come as long as they're in line let them come and he went on for hours and hours and he was dancing with people at two in mm. the morning at that post post concert party
1: that's great when
0: stars never do but it was just we were all so happy to be alive yeah. and and everything was joyous and uh, you know moments like that are what you live for
2: without a doubt and that's something that'll stick with you for the rest of your life yeah you know, and
0: he's a wonderful- he was a wonderful man and and just to have the the great people and the happy moments and you know concerts make people happy anyway, so
2: especially it's a good business yeah, it is especially now you know what's going on in this country in this world uh entertainment uh people seek it out whether it be comedy, whether it be you know a music concert, whatever it may be. Uh, And we we, we talked about burlesque earlier, you know, even whatever it is, anything that puts a smile on somebody's face is a good thing.
0: Yeah, it's distraction, if nothing else, and something else to think about besides our problems, you know.
2: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And what you do, you bring something to the table that that to me is interesting because you, I mean, just to give people, I want to give people uh, an idea of a walk through through a life of your life. Okay, as uh, someone comes here, they say, okay, Katrina, I want to have a concert here. Okay, I mean, and this, mm-hmm. is, this is my budget, and this is, I, I want you to put it together. Now, it's, it's not, okay. pe- 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 people see the end result. And that, my, my whole point, and we're going to get into how you do everything, but my whole point is that people see the end result. They see the concert. They see the music. They see the end thing, the, the gates, the security. They see everything that's the end result. But there's a lot that goes on before the show even happens. Right. There's a lot that goes on. And it's it just like months of planning. It, it could be months of planning and just getting this event
0: done. I always say at least four months, but a year is great. And if anyone's ever put a wedding on, it's, and you know how many details are in a wedding, it's like ten times that. Because there's, there's about 35 brides <laughs> yeah. to make happy. There's, there's so much. Okay, when we, people start and I give them the names in their budget. I think we got that far before. Right. Uh, in their genre and their budget. They either go to committee or take it to the decision maker depending. Most fundraisers have committees and lawyers to go over things and stuff. They come back with a wish list. I get the availabilities and the exact fee quotes. If I can get airfare thrown in, I do that. That's something Starlink does is try to negotiate costs down as low as possible. I'll do I'll try to get another date in the area if I can get somebody's price down a little bit. Sometimes I have to go back and say, "You know, I quoted you 35k on this one. I guess they won an award since then and I wasn't aware and now they're, you know, since since I had that price they've gone up to 125 or I'll tell people that. I'll just tell them the truth like we talked about earlier.
1: Right,
0: right. Sorry, that was a name that I hadn't realized had gone up so much. Um Tony Bennett at one point. Oh my gosh, he was doing things for 80k and now he's Well, he's in his eighties. He doesn't want to work as much. He's, I think the last time I checked him, he was near 200k. Wow. So certain people will go up and, you know, I, the only way I know is when I check prices. So, Mm -hmm. so I'll check the prices and availabilities, get back to them, let them know, okay, let's hone in on some people. They go to meetings or talk to their decision makers. They come back with, you know, and we, we pare down the wish list until, uh, oh, and I can sometimes get some, you know, footage online for the committees to see mm-hmm. so they can see different shows then uh we'll get down to the offer process and I'll go I'll say okay I'll have them sign off legally so I'm not on the hook for the offer mm-hmm. because if once an, an, a, an act accepts we're on the hook for that offer right. and I don't have the money to have Tony Bennett in my living room so <laughs> yeah, well, <you laughs> know, I've got to have them sign off on that <laughs> right. so I make the offer on their behalf I, contra- I do all the negotiations make the offer and I contract, mm-hmm. and then I contract with my client, and that's a lot of attorneys usually involved. And they line by line it, and instead of I get all these two-hour conference calls on section seven where it says, "Whereas," can we put in the event? Yeah, I don't care, whatever. So you go through that with everybody's attorneys, um, and uh, we get to the point where we can. We've made the offer. The offer's been accepted or denied. Um no, we don't the guy doesn't feel like working or um no, I don't want to go to that city or we I told my wife I'd take vacation, whatever it is. They decline for some reason it, and I tell tell people not to take it personally. Right. Then we go on to the next. but anyway, at some point we make it so somebody is accepted and we go to the contracting process. I contract um and right away we get the contract writer. And the writer is on top of the contract, and that is basically the wish list the client, uh, the the artist has.
2: Oh, and so that, you, I'm and sure when you've when seen doozies. Wish- I'm
0: sure you've seen. Oh my goodness! <laughs> there's there's one artist who's uh, very very famous, obviously, um, and she uh, she is the diva of the world, and she has a 75 page writer. <laughs> and that is huge and that talks about a pink Cadillac she won't get in any color but a pink Cadillac which Um, makes it hard in Toledo, Ohio where they don't have any pink Cadillacs or you know some place in Iowa that doesn't have anyway yeah and I won't name her but it goes on and on and on and on and some writers are very funny and and like John Tesh always has something hidden in his and if you don't meet that he'll he is not easy to work with he won't, you know, and, and so we, basically, those of us in the business for a long time know to look for the hidden piece of crap wherever it was. I'm yeah. sorry, but the GI Joe, and it has to have brown pants. And this year's writer, and next year's writer, it'll be a, a, a wrestling mania doll, in, in a with a red sash around his neck. He wants he does that to make sure you read every page of and every line of the writer.
2: Well, but that, and, that actually that that's good for them. Yeah, actually, it's good for you, and it's like I mean, if they're doing stupid stuff like that, yeah, to have you read it because you I mean it should be read anyway. <laughs> oh,
0: it should, and you know, a lot of times as long, that, as, long as they're not telling,
2: as long as they're not telling you to take out the green M M&M and M from a thing of M and and
0: that happens too. Yeah, that. I happens
1: can, I can, too. Yeah, I bet. <laughs>
0: But, but there's certain people like Tesh that have no sense of humor about it, and I do appreciate it. I know that people, some people will say, "Don't work with so and so; they're they're hard to work with." And I'll think, "I bet you just didn't produce it right. I bet you just didn't do a good job." And usually, I'm right on that, and mm-hmm. so I do believe in that. But. On the same hand, it, Tesh does it with kind of a chip on his shoulder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, People like Air Supply, they have two separate dressing rooms because they don't share a dressing room. And they ask for floral arrangements. And, it, and they put a little line in there, and it's kind of fun. It's like, impress us with your imagination on our floral arrangements. Oh, my god! So you never, you know, funny things like that. And then there's Gladys Knight, who has a huge hospitality writer. And then she'll put a thing underneath it that tells you she's a good person and says, you know, feed us well, and we'll do a great job. and We want to be well fed, <laughs> so you know you can't get mad at that. At
1: least she's being uh, honest. Writer,
0: yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. And, and and she's a nice person. So what can you say? You yeah, know, yeah. and she does a, oh, please a great show. So uh, you know, there's anything to put to get that show is great. So, but um, the writer, when I say it's a wish list, it's not. Re- it's not like oh, I hope we get this. No, you have to. You have to provide everything in there. So. Um, and I've had clients saying, well, Kenny Rogers didn't want that last last year. Well, Kenny Rogers isn't who you booked this time. Every artist is different, and you have to do what this writer says for this artist. This, this artist did this writer mm-hmm. specifically for them, and this is what they need to do their show. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want them happy, then you're going to have three songs sung and somebody not doing a meet-and-greet after. So I always tell the clients everything so mm-hmm. they can be happy. If you do it right, they'll be happy and you'll be happy. And I'll tell the, the artist everything I can do to make the client as happy as possible. You know, hey, can we throw in air? Can we can we forget that extra presidential suite on your side? You know, we're trying to make money here for the long Association. Or, uh, so that's what I do. And I call myself a professional middle child because I, I take all the crap so everybody else can be happy. Okay. But that makes me happy when everybody else is happy. So
2: but that but then you're doing a service not only to your client but you're also doing a service to the entertainer because they know like a lot of entertainers that go out there and 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 they're they're performing, you know, at some point during their career, they weren't all high and mighty, and they weren't uh, jaded. And uh, some of these entertainers, they wind up to be jaded as they're performing here and there, and that's why you get these crazy writers and all this stuff. And some people just try to take advantage, and I I am saying it on the show because I I know how these things work, and it makes your job just a little bit tougher getting through it But, you know, again, as long as you're doing honest work, nobody can fault you for it because it's not your fault. It's not something that you, I mean, if it was up to you, it would just be simple as pie. But uh, this is the real world. It's not that simple.
0: Yeah, and and most artists are simple as pie, I should say. Most artists are just wonderful, you know, easy to work with, understand things are different. There's just a few out there that are not. And, and (laughs) by the way, I will tell my clients if they bring me a name that I've worked with before and it's a problem, I'll, just I, I tell you my middle name should be full disclosure because I don't want anybody unhappy later for something they didn't know was coming so I will say this person I have worked with this person once or twice or three times this person is always a pain in the butt or this person asks for all these extra things or will bill you on the end of their job uh, for you know ten thousand more dollars I want you to know ahead of time, I'm telling you I would rather you book someone else, Mm -hmm. but I will book this person for you if you insist, but remember I said this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everything up front. And I will also say this person or that person is the nicest person in the world. You will never regret it. You will wish you could have them every year. If it could draw money, you would have them every year. Mm -hmm. I will, because my experience is, is much better than theirs i i have to believe in and knowing these things and knowing how great uh and and awful some of these people can be and how that can impact the bottom line of their fundraising or just their profit if they're just if it's just a an independent um and and plus if somebody's too unpleasant they might not want to do a let's not do a celebrity next year let's just do a you know the local magician and and uh, like I was saying earlier, that really happens every once in a while. People will go a couple years and say, oh, you know, our our board member has a nephew that does magic. Uh-huh. <laughs> <And> I, oh, <laughs> it went that poorly last year it? That's funny. So, but I so, see so I can pe- I do try to tell people what I know
2: yeah I can see people doing that and just so and you can correct me if I'm wrong j- just so we have uh, clarity I just try to make things as simple as possible even for myself you know so that, that I can um, explain it to people now with Starlink productions for all intents and purposes and I want people to understand this and if I'm wrong correct me but okay. when you have a client, you are representing the client, you're putting everything together, but you're representing the client you're working in the best interest of your client absolutely okay they're, they're just yeah. on the
0: same hand though i I want the, the the celebrity to be just as happy and just and just as represented and make sure I advocate for them too okay. but not to the point where they walk over my client I'm not going to let my client be hurt.
2: No, so you become the referee. You know I mean? Yeah, you become That's the That's what ref- I
0: mean, the middle child thing. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, you become the ref. You're in there keeping the peace and making everything go the right way. You know, because as you said, you're you're honest in the way you do business. So when you're putting together a concert and you're the artist uh, is there and they're demanding whatever, yeah, you can sit and defend uh, your or or go on the side of your client and say, "Well, well, we're not going to do this this and this and this, but meanwhile, it may be something simple that the artist wants, so you just try to just make everything work for everybody. Right,
0: finesse it through whatever it takes. Uh, if I can, if I can get the artist to drop that demand, or if I can get the client to see the the benefit, and you know, I can I can tell you the worst gig of my life story, and that was just I had just started Starlink, but I hadn't opened it yet. Right. You know, I was working on it. I was getting ready to leave the other company. Mm-hmm. And I got sent out on this last job in Chicago with Melissa Manchester. And this is not, I want to say ahead of time, this is not Melissa Manchester's fault. Um, working for this other guy, uh, he had, it was my, it was my booking. It was my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I owned it, but he kept sticking his two cents in mm-hmm. and calling the client and changing things. They had, it was a hospital in Chicago. mm mm-hmm. They had uh, structured the evening, usually a gala goes, um, dinner, a cocktail hour dinner, awards, talent. Right. And uh, they had structured it so the talent, the, Melissa couldn't have performed until midnight or so. And people would already be going home and stuff. And, and I said, you know, the only way this is going to work, let's do this before dinner. Let's do her show, and then you guys do the awards and dinner. Mm-hmm well, we don't want to do that. Well, I had finessed it back and forth and I'm remembering back to mid-98 now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, okay, we finally got them to agree and Melissa could go on at about 7.30 or 8. Mm-hmm. And she would be happy and she would do a meet and greet and then everybody would have the dinner and the um, and the uh, award ceremony and she could go on and everything would be great. Well, he, uh, this guy I worked for came in and said, well, you know, that that just isn't practical. I just told them that You'd you'd make sure Manchester went on it at midnight if it had to be. And I was like, why did you tell them? You know, this is going to – I had it all fixed. Everyone was going to be happy, which, by the way, you know is my goal. Why did you do that? Why did you do – so I go out to the show. And I had just done a show with her in Toledo a week before. So we had – it was our second show. I knew the crew real well. Everything was great in the Toledo show. Everything. So uh, I asked my client when it looks like we're not even gonna go on at midnight, when are we gonna go on? Oh, we should just be ten minutes late. And I held and I remember I held on to his elbows and I said and I looked him in the eye and I said, Please tell me if it's gonna be any later. I'd rather have her know that it's gonna be an hour and a half, two hours late and have her take the dress off and relax and watch T V than make her mad and make her sit in the dress any minute, any minute. Right, no, 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 ten, fifteen minutes, so I call up to the room. They just gave me ten, fifteen minutes. It's gonna be okay, we'll start making our way down, and it, mind you, I have security taking her down from it's a hotel, you know her hotel room to mm-hmm. the ballroom, okay through a crowd of people on a on a weekend right <clears throat> two hours later,
2: oh my God,
0: uh-huh, <laughs> and I couldn't find my client. they disappeared and hid from me.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I had someone go on the stage, not say a word, do one song, and walk off. Uh, And and cuss me out left and right. And I don't blame her, really. Yeah, wow. I mean, it wasn't my fault. But as producer, I'm the one who, you know, I'm the buck stops here. Yeah, well, you get blamed for it. Yeah. I mean, and it has to be that way. I have to be the one to take ultimate responsibility. And, And anybody producing a show has to be that way. When I finally find my client, they say, well, is she going to do the meet? You know, the meet and greet's going to be in this room now. And I said, I can't remember his name anymore. Of course, he didn't call me back for the next year. And he didn't, you know, he didn't find me in my own company. Um, she's not coming. Because she only did one song. We're already. Met. What did I tell you about letting her take the dress off and watching a movie? If we were going to be late, you said 10, 15 minutes. It was two hours. She stood there in the hall in front of the ballroom with all these people walking by her. Hmm. Um, And he's like, this is unacceptable. And I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm going up to my room and I'm flying out tomorrow. And that was the worst gig of my life because I couldn't fix it for anybody.
2: No, but that's horrible. And I hate that. But that's horrible. That, that is a, a client that is disorganized. If you're going to have an event, you need to know. And you need to trust in the, in the person that you're bringing in to produce your event. Because they brought you in to produce it, which means that you're you're bringing in the timeline. This is what's happening.
0: Now, if my ex-employer hadn't changed my have the concert before the dinner Mm -hmm. plan, and if my client, once I was there, hadn't lied to me, and I therefore passed that lie on to the talent, this whole thing wouldn't have blown up, and everyone yeah. would have been happy, and they would have had a good show.
1: You know, Instead go, of
0: one song and somebody stomping off.
2: It goes. It goes. Yeah. It goes to that old line. If Woody would have went straight to the police, this never would have happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know that, and, that, and that's that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's like a whole thing. It's it's like you're producing, like you're producing a concert. But it's like you're producing anything, because you you have to deal with everything and different personalities, different people. It's not just you and the client. It's you and the artist. You and the tour manager. You and their regular manager. You and their yeah. their agent. Yeah. You. And, and, and your client may have and a every board. company
0: we've contracted to, yeah, the lighting company, the piano tuner. The lighting, the, the flowers. The caterer. The, yeah, yeah, the
2: caterer, all. I mean, th- this is what I want people to understand that it's not just you booking an artist and saying, here we go, you mean, because you're not a booking agent. You are a producer. You put on an event. You are glitz, glamour. You make, the, you make their, their, their idea of what they want. You make that into a reality where everyone's happy at the end.
0: Right. Oh, and do you have time for a, a thumbnail sketch of the worst travel day of no, my life? go, go, go for it. Gregory Hines, Toledo, Ohio. Nicest guy. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with the band. Nothing, nothing wrong, but, but the universe wasn't smiling on us this day. Before cell phones were invented, or, or I think there were cell phones, but most of us didn't have them.
1: Well, those, um, those are the
2: big, the, the big battery thing that you carried on your shoulder type of phones. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I didn't have one at that time, and most of us didn't. Um, got to O'Hare Airport from O'Hare, we had to take, you know, what I call Buddy Holly Airlines mm-hmm. into Toledo, Ohio.
1: Oh my God! <laughs>
0: um, because you can't, or you can go into Detroit and Buddy Holly Airlines into Toledo, but it, Toledo's a tiny little, like the Show Wings Airport there, yeah. and it still is. Um, It was for St. Vincent's Hospital. The show went great, but the day before, Gregory Hines and I don't know how many travelers, I can't even remember anymore, 30-something maybe, um, coming in from all over the country, the airport shut down. It was October. The airport shut down. Everyone had luggage with them because the airlines all canceled all their flights and gave us back our luggage. Um, everybody's carrying luggage around and they ran out of food in the whole airport everybody in the world that was O'Hare no more food everybody's I was on pay phones I had to find all these people in all these terminals um, and oh and God. get them somehow to Toledo with ground transportation with getting on pay phones trying to find services um, oh my god it was hours and hours and hours and it was i'm not a real life crier i cry at movies Mm -hmm. i'm not a real life crier. this is one time where maybe seven or eight hours into it with no food and holding a big formal a pie in the air and my big old suitcase dragging behind me walking from terminal to terminal trying to find these people coming in and getting them in cars and letting them know what happened and I remember at one point, some old lady got in front of me while I'm waiting in front of a desk to get some kind of car service. Mm -hmm. And she didn't see me there or something, and she got in front of me, and I said, I'm next in line. And I was so weak. And she looked back, she goes, what, honey? And I said, next in line. (laughs) It was the worst travel day. And I got to Toledo about four in the morning with one of the last cabs I could find
1: wow (laughs) it was
0: the worst and but that just think of that finding all those people 30 something people in three and not ever seen them before in my life just calling around trying to find them are you so-and-so i'm looking for (laughs) so-and-so carrying all your luggage no food no cell phone
2: that's a nightmare that
1: that's a nightmare because now
0: i can have everybody in the party's cell phone and have my cell phone and say okay um, are you here at the airport? Okay, here's what happened. You need to get a taxi. God, that would have been nice.
2: Yeah, that would have been nice. But, yeah, I, I mean, when you were just telling the story, my stress level started going up. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, but the, but these, these are the things that you deal with in, in your line of work, you know. And that's why I, th- I thought it would be great to have you on the show because, a lot again, a lot of people, they see the end result. I see the end result. It, whether you're watching a movie, watching a TV program, going to a concert, you see the end result, you see the, the band or the performer on stage doing their thing, you're happy, you do your meet and greet, whatever. If you're at a, a fundraiser, this is what's happening. But there's a lot of preparation because when you walk in and you see, especially at a gala event, the lighting, the tables, the food, the champagne, the, the whatever, you have an ice sculpture there, if you have something going on here, all this stuff, that's all you
0: right and security and yeah. and yeah everything cars vans limos yes yeah,
2: so, yeah i mean you you're doing all of that stuff that that's 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 crazy
0: <laughs> and uh, and you know somebody else could have said well i hope they all get there and just gotten in a cab I can't live like that <laughs>
2: yeah but the, but the thing is, is that with w- with what you do that you you know once a client you know, pays you to, to do all this stuff and then pays the act because obviously you know the act you know has to get uh, something up front when they're when they're being booked and everything but when, when all this stuff gets done like you don't have to go that extra mile but you do
0: absolutely absolutely and like I say we we thrive on repeat business and I thrive just knowing I've done everything right and everybody's happy. Then I'm happy.
2: You're doing so business the right that's, way.
0: That's you, so important.
2: Yeah, you're doing business the right way. You know, uh, uh, Again, you know, when, when you, when you uh, go and you, with what you're doing and you, you have an honest business and you're doing everything uh, the right way and laying everything out the way it needs to be laid out and even going that extra mile as you do, you know, things still go wrong. But you oh absolutely but, but that you, you own proceed. up but you but you own it that, that's what I'm saying you yeah. own it something goes wrong you're not passing the buck you own it.
0: And we always ask people to make sure sometimes people don't want to pay my coach airfare and my you know crappiest hotel room possible that I will happily accept because they think they can do it themselves they I always say you don't know what can go wrong and sometimes they do do it themselves. And I've had calls in you know in the middle of the night, because they're calling from the East Coast or whatever. Oh my God! You know this guy. He doesn't want to do what we hired him to do. And uh, okay, tell me what happened. <laughs> tell me what's going on. Why is he this way? What happened? Put him on the phone. You know, it's so worth it just to yeah. to a uh, coach airfare and a small hotel room.
2: So, so, so for the extra, to have
0: me there to fix everything.
2: Yes. Yeah, so for the extra, you know, five hundred or thousand dollars to have you there. Mm-hmm. It makes a world of difference cuz you're there
0: cuz i will work my heart out for right, you yeah. and i and of course i work my heart out to make sure nothing goes wrong but and that would be great if that always worked that way but it, and it usually does
2: yeah well i, I hope but, that that uh there you know there are people listening to this show that are involved in fundraising and things of that nature and and looking to put concerts on because um it's not as easy as oh let me go book a book an act and this is what we're going to do
0: Yeah, that's not Uh, going to happen. How many people come to me and say, um, oh, well, you know, we only have 5,000, but tell Madonna that we're nice people and it's a good cause. (laughs) Good
2: luck with that. (laughs) Definitely good luck with that one. You know, But, yes, I mean, look, a lot of these artists, and I I understand where they're coming from because I do speak to a lot of them um, and and the line of work that I do even in my my private life, um, but they do deal with a lot of shady people. Uh, their managers oh, deal with shady yeah. people. And, and I, I, I've spoken, I, I sit down, I break bread with managers that, that represent some of the greatest talent around, and still, they're good people. But then they have to deal with all the nonsense that comes out of people trying to take advantage. You know, I even uh, I speak to a celebrity um, booking agent. Great guy, honest, just like you, honest guy. I'll even say his name. His name is Mike Esterman. Right, huh? Yeah. And he he books he books acts all over the place, but he runs an honest business. He tells you straight up, not even candy coating. This is what they're getting. This is what I'm getting. This is how things work. He makes sure that it happens. That it, it makes it makes everything happen the right way. Okay? It's so much
0: easier way to live.
2: Yeah, but it but really th- is. But with him, just like I know with you, with him, and I, I'm just uh, you know I'm just. Um, kind of sticking with him because I said his name, you know, and, and again, here goes another estimate plug. But anyway, um, with him, he, his clients are his clients, but people st- continue to come to him because of the way he runs his business. If you burn people, you're not going to have connections with the managers of all these artists and the other agents and for them to want to work with you. And his client right. list goes on and on. Same way with yours. If you burn The people that you work with whether it be an artist or a client or a caterer or someone that does the flowers or whatever the case may be they wanted to deal with you so it'll be hard for you to go and put on and 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 duplicate uh, an awesome event the next time but since you since you are are you you have um i guess people that you work with they hold you in a high regard that you always have access to these people if need be and you know the good people to work with and the not so good people to work with so you can actually protect your client, try to save them money, also get the artist in but take care of the artist at the same time. So you have like a zillion hats that you're wearing during this whole process.
0: Right, right. So, and, and it's a real compliment when someone who's in this business like me for a living, the artist says things like Shauna, always says it's a cakewalk it's always a cakewalk Scotty Simon always says that to me every time we work with you it's a cakewalk and uh you know Fogarty's tour manager last May saying it's just I I've forgotten what it's like to be around someone who cares how the show goes you know and that was when we were loading back up into the trucks for their next and I stay until they're on their road to the next gig if it's the next morning I don't my job doesn't stop until they're on their plane or on the cars or trucks or buses to the next, you know, depending on how they're getting to their next gig. I do it all the way until they're gone. Um, so that's so important to me to mm-hmm. have them, like, working with me.
2: But that, that's a testament to, to the type of person you are and and how you run your business. And you and I spoke, you know, prior to you, you coming on the show, and uh, it was just interesting because, again, just going forward with, with this show i didn't know what to expect from you as far as things go because i'm not really into the inner workings of your business and i'm glad that you opened up about the things that you do all i can tell you is that i think higher hire you now than i did before because i didn't know basically what you did so now that i know how you run your business then you just moved up about five notches in my in my my good (laughs) column (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thanks. Hey, if you can think of any wording I haven't thought of for my site to let people know, it's, let me know.
1: Yeah, no, it's, no.
0: it's it's kind of hard to represent yourself on a website, I guess, because people are always confused when they call. So I think, well, I'm not somehow not communicating. Yeah. I don't know what magic words to put up there. Unless maybe I'll I'll put a link to my interview here.
2: After. Yeah, you could do that. You know, <laughs> the, 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 that that's the interesting thing too, because a lot of people, you know, that are out there that are trying to do stuff. You know, they they look. And I'll just, you know, make it, you know, to have this plain vanilla situation right now. Someone wants to have, you know, have X Y Z artist there. Okay, we're gonna get the the venue, do this, and we're gonna bring this artist in. and We'll just call the agent and book them. Yeah, you can do that, and you can do all the work yourself and get all that stuff done. But if you don't know what you're doing, the chances of an implosion are so great because I've oh, seen yeah. it, are so great that you're going to slink out the back door, get in your car and go home, and you're going to leave your friends and family there to deal with your problem. And, I, and I've seen that happen before. you know, to, So to have a professional like yourself that can do everything from soup to nuts and work within the budget of the person. And, and you're not looking to, you're not telling someone, oh, well, this is the budget and, you know, 90% is going in my pocket and 10% is going for that stuff. That's not how things work at all. And, and the people that do that, there are people that do that, but that's not how you operate.
0: Oh, I know. And, you know, and, and that brings up another point, too, about why Starlink was formed. The person I worked for before, and I, I realize that's why people sometimes don't want to tell me their budget. We'll
2: call him the bad guy.
0: Yeah, we're calling him X or whatever, yeah. That's the bad guy. Um, he, he, he declares bankruptcy and changes his company name every few years. So, uh, What, does he
2: own a grocery store? <laughs>
0: no, no, he still does this somehow, I don't know. Wow,
1: that, that's I don't know how,
0: but he has to change his name and declare bankruptcy every few years, and he did that twice. No, once he, when I came in, he said, if anybody asked for this company and he gave me the name, you've never heard of it before. When I first started working there hmm. and then he changed his name right after I left. So three company names that I know of just in those two years. Oh, wow. So anyway, but, but he would ask their budget and they'd give it to him. And then whoever, uh, he would go up to the penny. He'd say, okay, like say you had 10,000. Um, he'd get a $5,000 act and they'd be 10000 No matter what. And he'd never, now I did a, a booking at Atlanta, uh, a booking, uh, Atlanta, Georgia last May. Mm-hmm. They had $10,000 and I got them something for 8000 Because of who I worked for before, that's important to me, not to go up to the... Now, if, if they want somebody big, and that's how much they have, I'm going to say that's going to really take you to the edge of your budget. Mm-hmm. But if I can stay under budget, oh, that makes me so much... Because I'm not being X. I'm right. not being the bad guy. Right. I'm you're, not using every penny of their budget.
2: But you're, you're looking out for your client. And, you know, Primarily, mm-hmm. you're looking out for them and their best interest. Because the more money that they can put to, towards something else, that's better. Because at the end of the day, and I day, feel like
0: I'm not taking advantage if I don't use every penny of their budget, or right. if they say I have X, and I say, well, so and so is X, mm-hmm. and they want X, I if if and I can't say I can always do this. I can't I can't always do this. But if I can come back and say, hey, I got them to throw in airfare. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. I just saved you guys a few more thousand because the band's going to come in on their own now.
2: Yeah, but says. Or I got like them a
0: gig, you know, four hundred miles away. They're just going to truck in from there. You don't have to pay airfare.
2: See, and that, and that, and now I'll just touch on this. So, there are times where you may, if you know, let's say you're doing something for the Cancer Society or whoever you're doing stuff for, and I, and I will say this, that, and anyone out there that's doing a fundraiser. If you're a big organization, whether you're the uh, the, the Cancer Society, uh, whatever society you are, and if you're looking to have someone that is honest, that's going to work hard for you, and also bring in the right talent for you, you know, uh, Starlink Productions, I mean, you can't go wrong with them. And I'm saying that, and that is not a paid advertisement. I don't do stuff like that. Okay, anything that I do say, and I say this on my show often, when I do say something good about a company or a person is because those are my true feelings. And I'm just letting you know that, Katrina, because that's how I feel And speaking to you and knowing more about you.
0: Thanks, Lou. It's important to me.
2: Yeah, well, I, I just speak the truth, and that's it. I mean, you, I, I believe a person's actions kind of dictates who they are. You, know, you can talk to you're blue in the face, but what you do... At the moment that you need to get something done is what defines who you are. Right. And right, and true. and for you to tell me that yeah, if you have X Y Z client, that is uh that's looking to bring in some talent, and you you know their budget, and you're trying to work with them, you're like okay, well this this uh, artist they want. 10 grand but then they usually want airfare this and that so well you know what let me try to work some magic maybe get them a gig over here let them pick up the expense for the travel and that way you're saving this client money this is the stuff that you do that you don't have to do
0: no no But like I said I thrive on repeat business so everybody's happy then we're happy too in more ways than one you know I'm happy immediately after the show and I'm happy next year when you come back
2: (laughs) Well, and that, that's why I want to clarify that stuff. So when people do listen to the show and they, they, they do, uh, hear how you run business or run your business, that it's not, I mean, there's more to it than just, oh, well, we're just going to book some acts. You know, you do, you go beyond. Cause I, I've never heard, and, well, maybe, well, I really haven't heard of anyone that, that, that produces, uh, events like yours that would go that extra mile to try to book an act somewhere else just to save one client from paying the airfare or save one client with X amount of dollars so they can put it towards their fundraiser or whatever they're doing. I, I right. Have to, I and have and to sometimes
0: co- I can even just get another bo- thing and get a split it. At least it's half, you know. That's another way to go if I can't get yeah. them to, to, to totally forego it. I can come back and say, we're splitting airfare with, you know, X town 400 mm-hmm. miles from you. So so yeah that's that's great when I can bring them that kind of stuff, but I can't guarantee I can do it, but I will try
1: but
2: you try and I commend you yeah. i I commend you for that because a lot of and you know, a lot of people out there that that do this type of thing i'm telling I, I know that they would just go and say, "Okay, this is your budget, this is what we're doing, and that's it, and this is what you're spending, and what they do behind the scenes is what they do, and sometimes you get what you want, sometimes you don't get what you want, but if things go bad. Chance of them uh, being around or sticking around like you do and making sure that things do go the right way at the end of the night, as long as you're not getting opposition from your clients. And any clients that are listening to this, don't give the lady opposition. Listen to her. That's what she's there for. You hire her to do this. And if somebody hires you to do something, it's like hiring a consultant to consult your company, but you're telling them what to do. Uh, wake up, you know, why would you hire somebody to do something if you're not trusting their opinion? yeah you have to do that stuff, and when a client does hire you, they have to trust that you know what you're doing. You've been doing it for some time. It's not like you just started into this business you've been you've been doing this uh, for the past what mm, what is it
0: eighteen years now?
2: Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to say it, but I said I was going to say the past. I was gonna say the past, but a long time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I had to think about it. I had to
2: do the math real quick. Yeah, no, I had the number. I just <laughs> I didn't want to throw it out there. You know, Just that's like me saying that I was doing XYZ for 20 years, which I have been. I think, oh, God. You know. But yeah, that
0: went fast, didn't it? Yeah, that, that's what
2: happens. You know, everybody gets older. That's life, you know. But what, well, what can yeah, you do? Yeah, as
0: long as you're having fun, then, then it doesn't matter.
2: I try. As long as I try to have I still fun. still feel. As long as I have yeah. a smile on my face, I'm happy. As long as I wake up in the morning, I'm good. You know, yeah. and, and that that's the way things go. You know, but you you've worked with some great people, and and I know that the artists that you have booked for your events, whether it, it was the United Negro or College Fund or or hospitals or whatever, you you even have uh, you know fantasy figure conventions. You know, I, I don't know what that is.
0: It's like it's, uh, um, when somebody wants the stars of Twilight or Harry Potter or something to sign autographs all day.
2: Oh, okay. See, that's another thing that you do. We didn't get into that.
0: Yeah, that, that's not very often. That's once in a while.
2: Okay,
1: that's once in a while. The,
0: mainly, my main gig is concerts, occasionally speaking, but that, and I have had a couple things that Esterman usually does is like, like, um, um, nightclub appearances.
1: Okay. Those
0: kind of, I don't know. I think that's his gig more. I don't have that much luck with those. I don't mean they don't go well. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. I, I don't, feel like i'm i don't know it just it, doesn't feel right for me
2: well he, he's been so, he's been in the night and i actually business. have
0: sent people to his site uh they've called me when i don't have time to deal with it yeah. i'll say you know what why don't you go to mike esterman's site and, and he does that kind of thing all the time
2: yeah i know he, he's good at what he does he's been involved in the uh the nightclub business for a while he used to dance <laughs> Yes, and if he's listening, I know I read that. Yeah, he's if he's, about American Bandstand. Yeah, if he's if he's listening to this, yeah, Mike, I'm talking about you dancing, and I. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the outfits you used to wear. Oh, my God. But, no, he's, he's, he's good at what he does. Oh, he's, I
0: think I need to hit Google Images after this now.
2: <laughs> yeah, you got to do something. But uh, as long as he wasn't going the Elton John route, I guess he's doing all right. But, no, he's he's a great guy, and he and he, get, he get, has a lot of good talent. You know, uh, and we're talking about him too much. This show's about you, and we're talking about <laughs> Mike Estimate. You know, like. Uh, well, I'm not, just
0: saying there's a niche for everybody, and, and we do a lot of yeah. concerts and personal appearances and and speaking gigs, but concerts are my main thing.
2: Yeah, well, that 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 you you have to stick with what you do best, and you know, concerts are your thing. You know, some people they do the appearances and the autographs and the meet and greet, and that's their thing. Going to uh, having a celebrity DJ at a place and things of that nature, or having reality show stars go somewhere, uh, whether whether it be a mall or a club or whatever, and get out there. You know, like even you know, with with singers getting recorded, artists out there and stuff like that. You know, they're they're all they're, they're, they're that's a different dynamic than what right. you're doing because that's, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you're booking someone. You get paid, you're booking someone. That's it.
0: Also working with these foundations and the hospitals, you know, the fa- right. every charity has a foundation mm-hmm. and the lawyers and things are things a lot of people don't want to do and I'm just used to it. So.
1: Right. Well, there's a um, second I nature. had a
0: dentist for a father, so doctor personality, and I worked for a celebrity for a while and between celebrities and doctors and that kind of personality, I can work with those lawyers real easily, pretty much, so
1: well, there's so. only
0: one I've refused to do repeat business with because the lawyer was too much of a person that mm-hmm. I don't want to work with <laughs> okay, well, hey you know something... I just answered myself yeah, but, that's, that... but most people don't like working with these attorneys <laughs> like that, so that's my niche so
2: well, I'm gonna say this and and I apologize in advance for 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 uh, what I'm about to say, so please don't offend it. But no, you do have some lawyers that can be pricks, period, the end. Oh. And, and that's the reality. But then again, that's their job. So you, you can't really fault them because they're doing their job, so they're trying to protect their client. But some No, go, most
0: aren't. There's this yeah. one lawyer I refuse to work with the whole it's a hospital in New Jersey. I I actually refuse to work with him anymore. I don't care if I don't have that income anymore because that's how bad this guy was. Ooh total power trip total it just wasn't worth me wanting to kill someone for several months a year (laughs) you know what i
2: mean it's not worth that stress it's not worth it it was
0: that bad but most attorneys are fine you know they do have a job to do Mm -hmm. and i'll go over it with them and i'll explain Mm -hmm. to them why we can't change the legal venue from california and why you know i'm fine talking about all that and a lot of people are intimidated but this this one guy, no, He's not worth all the gold in China. Uh, yeah, or oh, tea in China, huh?
1: Uh, hey, all, the,
2: all the tea in China. Well, actually gold now because yeah, China's involved in some heavy gold stuff. But that is a talk for for another day when when, yeah. I, talk about, when I talk about finance because, you know, that's my forte. Then you,
0: know. you don't want to be talking to me. That's not yeah, my Yeah, yeah, We
2: won't talk about t- Today we're talking about what you're doing concert, concert, uh, mm. you know, promoting and actually producing uh, and that stuff. Now, let me ask you this, Katrina. Um can can you just can you just tell us you know and I know we're, we're kind of going over now, but can you tell us because I want I want listeners or anyone that's listening to the show to really get a feel for what you do now you work for nonprofits you work for fundraising organizations Tell us what type of fundraising organizations that you do work with and what fundraising organizations are you looking to work with so that if they're listening to the show they know to come to you because I think that this show is going to give it's going to answer a lot of questions for a lot of people that may be wondering, well, what do you do at Starlink? Well, this is what you do.
0: Right. Huh. Um actually we work with independents too and venues who want to book but but a lot of our stuff is fundraising and any 501c3 which is a tax exempt, you know, anyone we can we can help that that has a cause and is a legitimate charity, any hospital, any you know, lung association, cancer association, heart association, um, anything, you know, women's shelter, anything. Um, we're happy to help in any way. Um, uh, we love animal causes. That's one of our favorite causes. Anything we can do to help anybody, we're happy to do it. And like I said, what they do is they go to our website, StarlinkProductions.com. Mm-hmm. There's a request form that asks you the basic, you know, how, where, when, why uh, questions, Give me as much information as you can, and I will give you as much information as you can, and we're off to the races. We'll go from there, okay. and I'll make sure you don't know about expenses mm-hmm. um, coming up later. I'll know. Make sure you know. I'll educate you as much as I can. I'll make sure you don't go over budget. I'll I'll give you all my advice possible, and um, I'll make it happen for you. I'll make you money.
2: Well, I think that that's awesome, and Katrina, I, 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 oh, let me ask you this before I let you go in a second. Now, when someone's having a just out of curiosity, just to satisfy my curiosity, because I'm sure there's a question that will come up, and I'm sure it has come up. Now, when you when you have a you produce a concert for someone, okay. Now they they're, they're selling tickets to this concert. Is that something that they're doing on their own? Is that something that you're helping them with? How how does that work?
0: The tickets depend on the venue. Mm -hmm. If the venue has a contract with the the venue that they rent, because they have to have their venue before they come to me. Sure. And and in fact, well, they can come to me, but I'll say get your venue, get your date, and we'll go from there. Um, The venue either has a contract or can be independent. Sometimes the venue does things internally, and that's part of their contract with the venue. Mm -hmm. If they don't have a ticketing agency, I'll suggest an independent, like Walmart is even getting into it. To save them money. Oh, um,
1: really, that's Michael interesting. Michael Jackson
0: before he died uh, was getting really into the Walmart thing because he didn't like the big corporate stranglehold on ticket sales.
1: So
2: Walmart um, is actually going to be is, is going to be selling concert tickets.
0: Right, they're going to be having a ticketing service,
2: I which like is cheaper
0: that. for the for for organizations like that.
2: So. I, I like that because now you're giving you're giving a rate. You give, I mean, people and instead of. Going and spending astronomical prices, and you're going to pay a big fee on top of it, all this other jazz, you know, with these organizations, with, with these companies. I'm not going to mention them because I don't want to have anybody mad right. at me. But, hey, you know what? It's, that's, that's life. It's my show. I do what I say What I want. Uh, but, no, but, you know, for Walmart to do something like that, they and it's interesting because they have, you have, they have access to millions of people around the country.
0: Right, right. So to have it ticketing, and, and if that's there. cheaper for the, yeah. the concert goer and cheaper for the the person putting on the concert, that's so much the better. Mm-hmm. And a lot of venues have internal ticketing software problems—not problems, programs. Mm-hmm. Was that a Freudian slip? Mm-hmm. <laughs> programs. <laughs> yeah, right. So they don't have to pay the the ticketing agencies all this money and all this, you know, five dollars per ticket, and ten dollars per ticket stuff. Yeah. So anything like that is a better deal. And that's another thing I'll tell the client ahead of time. If you can get a venue with a good ticketing deal and if you don't, if they're open to different ticketing agencies and they don't have their own internal program, then ha- look at Walmart, look at the other independents. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's... So
0: that's another thing I'll do for them.
2: Yeah, but that, that's really interesting. See, you taught me something today because I didn't know. You taught me a lot of things, today, but that I didn't know. And I like I like learning new New things as I go along because then I, as I brought stuff, uh, you know, into this, uh, into this show with you, I'll bring it to the next person and we'll just expand on that thought because then you, see, believe it or not, you're going to hear your name probably in other, other shows that we have because I remember. The stuff that you said, and later on, it'll just come up, and I just things just come out of my mouth, and that's the way, that's the way things go. Well, that's
0: good. That's called a call frame of reference. That's great. Yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. You know, we you know, we try to have good people on the show, and you're doing something great, and I think it's really awesome uh, how you do everything. Now, I want uh, listeners to understand that you do. You know, I mean, you can you can guide them to uh, who to use for ticketing and everything, but you're not actually selling the tickets for them. No, no, I okay, don't. Okay, you don't get involved in the end of the business. That's something that they need to do themselves. You know, they need to produce the flyers and certain things they need to do themselves that you won't do.
0: Right, and 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 I can guide them on all that, and I can let them know what they have to do and what, and that's pretty much in the contract too. That I will provide from the artist all the marketing materials like photos and bios and you know all the promo appropriate promo materials that. Mm-hmm. They have to get them done, unless it's a it's a tour like the Fogarty date I did last May. Um, they had a certain thing, and you had to call this number and buy your promo from them. But, of course, that's all per show and different per show, so that's the kind of stuff they'll know ahead of time, too.
2: Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting, but it's good that you help them through everything from beginning.
0: To I don't end. let anything slip, nothing. They'll know everything. Nothing will blow up in our faces later if I'm on the job.
2: Okay, that's, and you could, you, I mean, this is not just only for musicians. You can actually book comedians and, and, oh, and, and whatever, whatever they need for that event, you can book it because it's, you're producing the concert and you do everything from A to Z, where you, the, the fundraisers or the organizations or even the private entities, they don't have to worry about, well, did they bring in the flowers or this and that? You handle everything, and I think right. that is awesome. Katrina? And
0: unless it's flowers for a dressing room, I wouldn't, you know, if it's for their gala dinner, I don't do that part either. Some people think I picked the silverware for the, the dinner. No. It's just the celebrity stuff I do. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, the they celebrity stuff. They know that, stuff.
0: too. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: But, but, but you well, some but, people
0: do think that, although I have been known to help set up tables during a sound check for <laughs> dinner.
2: <laughs> nah, you, <laughs> you know, don't. I'm just
0: sitting there. I might as well.
2: <laughs> no, you, you, you're, not, you're not doing any, any of that stuff. But, you know, basically... No, I
0: do, I do. I'll, uh, if I see people putting chairs around tables for the dinner hmm. while the sound check's going on and I'm there anyway, I'll start setting tables.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I'll, God, you know, I like see?
0: Dinner, so well, just,
2: <laughs> oh, that I working. Look, all I'm saying is that if... Anyone out there listening, if you haven't hired Starlink Productions, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. Great organization, great people, and you just heard from this show. Katrina, I want to thank you so much for coming on the UCW Radio Show. You enlighten us on what you're doing and how how the difficulty or, or the hurdles in, in producing concerts. And again, and one thing that I, I didn't mention, maybe I should have mentioned a little, I should have got more in depth with during the show, but people that are listening to this show right now have to understand that you created starlink production this is your baby you built it okay yet yet another you know woman coming out bursting on the scene and building an empire for all intents and purposes and that's fantastic we have you know uh and i'm just i'll just end on this note that we have a um we have a, a woman that's in, in New England, and just like you, she got into entertainment but and the mixed martial arts part of it, and she started her own organization. And I, I think it's fantastic because, you know, in some areas of entertainment, you have, like, a, a lot of males dominating something, but it shouldn't be about male or female. It should just be about business. But obviously, you do your business better than the bad guy. We don't like that. guy <laughs> yeah. too much.
0: Good. Anybody is better than bad. Anybody, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, the the uh, Katrina again. Thank you. I want to let our listeners know. Give you the, the, the website again. That's Star Starlink Go there. Find out more about Katrina. Find out more about the organization, what they do, and if you don't, if you can't find what you need on that site, then listen to this show. It'll be online for like I think forever where you can, you, can, you can go to it and uh, you can reference it because a lot of good information was brought in here. Katrina, thank you again. And we hope thank to you
0: have, for inviting me, Lou.
2: Oh, you're welcome. We hope to have you on again uh, down the road as I know that you're going you're, you're gonna to create a lot of great things as you continue to build your company. I know you've been doing it for some time, but still I know you have goals that you want to achieve and I know that you're going to achieve them because you are a great person. Thanks, Lou. I
1: appreciate that. You're
0: welcome. You have a good day. So oh, let it be written. So oh, let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: my mother thanks you, my
0: father thanks you, my sister thanks you,
1: and I thank you.